Hey, everybody, and welcome to our podcast, where we offer tips on how to build financial confidence and live a happier, more positive life. I'm your co-host, Bright Dixon, here with my favorite finance nerd, Brian Ford. Last episode, we got into what you can and can't control in your finances and how understanding that can lead to less stress and greater happiness. This episode is all about giving back. We'll explore the actual happiness boost we get while doing things for others and how we can all contribute, even when money is tight. Ready, Brian? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so it's the holidays, and a lot of people are thinking about end-of-year donations, among all the other seasonal financial topics. And we can be charitable in the light of any financial situation and how it can actually make us feel good biologically when we help others, right? So there's we get we get a payoff too when we help others. So Brian, when you think about sort of giving back and the science of financial generosity and generosity in general, like why should we factor giving into our financial planning? I mean, isn't it sort of something that like if we have extra money, then we should give? I mean, should we should we think about it Should we plan for it or should we just do it spontaneously? Yeah, I'll tell you, there's some really cool research about giving and the the correlation between giving and actually doing well with your finances. I mean, it's quite fascinating. I mean, first of all, look, you got to put on your financial nerd hat, right? Because there's no doubt you're going to get a break on taxes. So let's start there. Got to get a little nerdy. I'm not saying that's why we do it. But the research is also really cool that those who give back actually better manage their money. I mean, we all work really hard for our money. We get our money and we're like, ah, I worked hard for this. And then when you give a little bit of it away, it is a sacrifice. But then you, when you look at your remaining assets, you actually manage those better. And the research is quite fascinating there. People who give are less likely to make mistakes with their money. If you're a giver, you're you know, way less likely to be that individual that's like staying up in the middle of the night, watching cable television, get rich quick scheme, silliness, um, <laughs> because you know what money means to you and you are a giver, which is really cool. But besides all of kind of the research, giving back just feels so dang good. I wish I did it more often. I mean, I'm committing to doing it a little bit more often. In fact, I mean, I was, you know, this, this happened not too long ago, but I was a little fast, casual kind of Chinese restaurant and I was in line ready to order. And I was trying to figure out if I wanted rice or noodles I usually end up going with half-half just because I like to diversify. But uh, I did notice, by the way, that was a, that was a finance joke, right? I got, I I got it, but then not, I was but... like, did I get All it? Right. And thank you for confirming. <laughs> Anyways, I noticed this big guy behind me. He was with his wife and two kids. He was wearing a military uniform. And I, I don't always think this, and I certainly don't always do this, but in that moment, I felt very grateful for what that uniform stands for. And uh, I simply turned around and I, I said, hey, sorry to bother you. I just want to say thanks for everything that you do. You know, I've got a family and we sure appreciate your service. Thank you. And then we started chatting. And, and in that conversation, I said, would you mind if I buy you and your family lunch today just by my way of saying thanks? And they graciously accepted. And they sat down on one end of the restaurant and started to eat. And I sat down on the other end. And as I began to eat, I just had this really good feeling inside. I felt great. And I, I don't know. I I'm not sure if I was feeling good because of what I had just done. I think I was mainly feeling good inside because I love orange chicken, <laughs> but I was feeling good. And I finished my meal. I thought that was that. I started to walk out to my car in the parking lot and his wife came running out after me. She kind of shouted and then 
she caught up and she said, look, I'm glad I, I caught you. You left sooner than I thought. And then tears began to roll down her cheeks. And she said, you know, you would have never known this, but we, we just picked him up. And this was our first meal together as a family in quite a long time. And she said, he does make significant sacrifices and we love him for it. And he is our kid's hero. And then she said, I'm just glad that other people feel the same way about him that, that we do. And then she gave me a big bear hug and we said goodbye. I sat down in my car and I felt fantastic. I'm pretty sure it was the same feeling that like a millionaire gets after donating a bunch of money to a wonderful cause that's going to make the world a better place. I'm pretty sure it was the same feeling. And that day, you know, it cost me like 27 bucks or whatever. I do find that feeling though interesting, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know really what's behind it. I don't know really what the science is there. I mean, is there an actual like physical change in the body when we help others? I mean, what's going on? Yeah, there is. So when we have the thought, right? So when our brains produce the thought, you know, I did something good or I helped someone, it actually causes our brain to release sort of a set of hormones, including serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, all of those what are known as like feel good hormones. And oxytocin is actually our primary bonding hormone. Mm. So when we do something good, we get that sort of dump of good chemicals and it creates that warm, fuzzy feeling in our bodies, right? Where we feel like the warm fuzzies or even a sense of lightness that feels really good and should feel really good. And the reason is it helps us repeat that behavior, right? So we want to go back and do that again. And in that way, it's like a really positive kind of addiction. We also know that people who give of themselves regularly also experience things like lower blood pressure, right? So if you volunteer on a regular basis, yeah, it actually helps your heart literally and figuratively, which I think is really interesting. I literally and figuratively have high cholesterol. (laughs) And like, I worry about my heart. Well, it sounds like you need to do a little more giving. I know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, it, it is really interesting, right? That like our bodies and brains, we tend to think of them as different things, but they're not right. Our brain lives in our bodies and it's all one unit working in this crazy symphony and, and sort of what we do really matters to our body, not just in terms of exercise and diet and that kind of thing, but the way we operate in the world really matters. And last episode, we we did a little gratitude practice. And one thing that we also know is that people who practice gratitude actually tend to be more generous than people who don't. Hmm. Right. And so when we know what we have and we have that really solid feeling of like, I know the good things, it frees us up a little bit to be able to give more to others. Yeah, I love that. I know you and I have talked about the subject before and I'm kind of on the money side and I just told a story about using my money to, to better the world. And by the way, I, I will mention that that story when I was at that little Chinese restaurant, that was like my best self. Yeah. I mean, that's not always the way I am. Right. I need podcasts like this. I need discussions like this with friends to remind me really what life is all about. So I, I appreciate this conversation today, but I do remember when you and I were talking about this before that you know, you were kind of poking at me a little bit and you were like, Hey, Brian, you're the money guy, you know, and I was talking about giving and I kept giving examples about money, but what does giving really mean? I mean, when we talk about it, are we just talking about donating money to charities or what's the other things? Cause you challenged my thinking on this one time when we were chatting, tell me a little bit more about your thoughts on, is it just about money or is there other ways to do this? Yeah. So 
a friend of mine's dad taught me this a number of years ago because I think I was getting a little snarky about donations for some reason because I, you know, I was like 20 and I didn't have any money to give anybody. Like I needed people to give money to me. Right. So I got, (laughs) I was getting a little snarky about that. And he was like, well, bright. It's not just about money. And he's like, the way that people think of this, a good way to think of it is that you've got the three T's. So you've got, you can give your time, you can give your talent and you can give your treasure. So when we are talking about Mm -hmm. treasure that, you know, the easiest way to think about that is money, financial donation, but you, you can donate your time as well. Right. So that looks like, you know, for me, a way that I donated time this year was raising money for something that I felt really passionate about. Right. So I was calling other people and asking them to donate. It was really just my time. Cause I don't yeah. have much talent in that area. Cause it makes me real nervous. I don't like it, but I did donate my time. Nice. You can also donate your talent, right? So if you're really good at something, you can use those talents that aren't costing you anything right now and share them with others. So one example of kind of all of this rolled into one is my neighborhood has been pretty COVID aware, right? Like a lot of everybody's wearing masks, everybody's social distancing, that kind of thing. But there's one woman in my neighborhood who is a seamstress and I don't think she does it professionally. It's just something she's been doing for a long time. And starting in about, I don't know, April, we started getting these emails on our listserv that said the mask tree is going to be up this Sunday. So what she does is she does this once a month. She spends the month making all of these different masks and all of these different cute fabrics. And she puts them on a tree out in her yard one Sunday every month. And she says, come and get them. And so she's really hitting all of those three of time, talent, and treasure, right? So it takes her time to make them. She has this talent that, I mean, I frankly don't have. I can't, I can barely sew a button on. And <laughs> I'm with you. She, right. It's not my, not my skill set. And, you know, it's not free for her. She has to buy fabric and elastic and all of that stuff. But she does it. And that's, you know, that's her giving in all three of those ways at once. So we don't have to think of it as just a financial donation, but how else can you use your time and talent to help others where there's need? Yeah, that's a great story. I'm not going to tell my wife about that story. She's going to sneak into your neighborhood. I'm telling (laughs) you, like when we roll into the grocery store and I'm like, where's my mask? She's like, I got you covered. She pulls out a bag and there's like 23 different masks, like accessorizing, like, and I can pick the one that literally matches what I'm wearing. And I'm like, sweetie, seriously. She's like, well, you're the one who forgot it. I got you covered. Anyways, yeah. Good I'm thing you've got her. About the mask. I'm not telling my wife about the mask tree. She's she'll be like <laughs> jumping into your neighborhood that Sunday. When I think about giving, I mean, is it something that should be spontaneous or is there like a strategy to it? I mean, do you have like a giving strategy, Bright? Or is this something that you you save? you know, till the end of the year, what do you do? I mean, is there such a thing as a giving strategy? I mean, I think there should be. So I, like, I've, I've never formalized this really until we talked about it. And I really, I really thought through how do I do this? So I've given a lot of spontaneous donations this year, small amounts, but a lot of them just because there's been so much spontaneous need. But in normal years, I give to certain organizations every month and I automate it. I'm taking your advice to heart, Brian. So I, mm. I automate it. And, 
you know, I give $25 a month to my summer camp and I give $10 a month to my local public radio station and they just take it right out of my account, right? Just like my bill pay or any other automation. And so it's factored into my budget already. And it, it doesn't seem like huge amounts, but it does add up over the year. And, you know, I'm not a great saver. So the idea that I'm going to be able to like do big donations and do all the Christmas stuff that I like to do, right? With presents to family, decorations, all of that, like it does add up. So for me, giving throughout the year is a good strategy. Like it it works for me. Yeah, that's crazy that you've actually taken one of my financial principles, applied it to giving. What's nuts about that is I've never applied automation to giving. And the student becomes the master. Oh, snap. (laughs) I love it. I got to do more of that. Well, let me ask you this. If you automate giving, do you think it takes away a little bit from just the spontaneity? Does it give away from, does it it help with even those good feelings that we talked about? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Is it too mechanical? I mean, I find this automation subject around giving fascinating. I haven't connected the two. So I'm just curious what your experience is. So with my experience, the organizations that I donate to regularly, when it goes through, they send me an email that says basically like, thanks for your donation. And because I've kind of said it and forget it, it's actually a nice little serotonin boost for me because I'm like, oh yeah, look at me doing good things, not even realizing it, right? So I get that email and it, I'm reminded of that. So I do get that little boost. The other thing that sort of that automated giving does is that it helps the organization be able to do some financial planning for the year. Hmm. So they they know that I've committed to this, right? That I've pledged this. So the more people they have sort of giving on a regular monthly basis, the more accurate their budgeting can be. Yeah. And a lot of these organizations. Look at you helping people budget. They, I know. Look at me. <laughs> I'm learning so much. Thanks to you, Brian. So like, I love that it, it helps them be able to feel more stable and in the nonprofit world can be really unstable sometimes. So, you know, I think it's good to help them in that way too. What do you do? Do you do spontaneous donations? How does that go? Yeah, I'd say I'm a little, I'm a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. I do have kind of my regular things in which I donate to that I've committed to just as a, as an individual who wants to make the world a better place. And I try and stick to those annually. And then I do have, I try and be a little spontaneous as well. This year I'm doing something a little different. I, I didn't even plan on sharing this, but I'll, it just came to mind. You know, I set a goal to build what I call these little hope kits. And I just, I put like, you know, uh, uh, some granola bars, some water. I even put my favorite book in there and a couple other things that are just good for folks. And, and when I pull up to someone that I know is struggling and they're asking for money, I, I keep one of these in my car and I just pull it out and I, I give that to them. And I've been doing that this year, which has been a little bit different. And so that's kind of a little bit of the planned plus spontaneity. I love that. Yeah, it's been really cool. I, I got my kids involved and I, I asked them if they wanted to join me and so forth. And so, you know, just these little hope kits that we've been working on. So I'd say I'm, I'm a little bit of both. I will say that I'm trying to be better at the things that I do do regularly, I'm really trying to make those something of a, an experience. I make sure that I let my children know, you know, that I did donate regularly today and what it means and what that money it represents and so forth. So we're trying to put some meaning behind some of the more automated regular giving. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that we've been trying to do as a family. 
When you give a hope kit, how does that interaction usually go? What What's the interaction like with the other person? You know, I think it's been mixed. I think they're kind of yeah. like, what the heck? Like <laughs> I was hoping for a 20, my man. But that's not always the case. In fact, that's normally not the case. Usually I get a nice big smile and a thank you. I will say I got to be careful with, with my listeners here because this is my little secret. Inside my book, which just happens to be a book about wonderful folks who have done wonderful things in the world. Um, and there's just little segments on lots of different people and what they've done. And anyways, I put an actual $20 bill inside the book. Oh, that's So awesome. they actually have to open it up and start to crack that thing open and read it. And they'll actually find a little treasure inside as kind of a symbolic treasure and what that, what, what the book can actually mean in their lives if they apply the information. But yeah, it's been a cool experience. And I think most people are certainly very grateful for it. It's been good. That's so cool. You know, every time I pull up to someone, I think like, oh, I wish I had something to give them because I I usually don't carry cash for whatever reason. And I love this idea. I might I might do a big box store run and see if I can't put some hope kits together. What a great idea, Brian. Right on. So when you're looking at giving, how do you find causes to support? I mean, there's so many great organizations out there. There's so many amazing people doing amazing things. How do you choose? I try and align my giving with my values, or in other words, just what's most important to me. And by the way, this is an important financial principle that we can apply to every aspect of our financial lives, not just our giving. I believe that everyone who starts out on their financial journey should be very clear and intentional about what they care most about in life. And they should get input from the others that they interact with as far as their loved ones, or if they're married or have a partner, children, you know, what matters most to us. And and then align your giving with those things so that you know you're making a difference in the things that matter most to you. Mm-hmm. And I think on a future episode, we'll probably come back to this idea of aligning our finances with our values because there's really something there. I mean, one of the keys to finding happiness with our money is we got to stop spending it on things we don't really care about in life. And really the the genesis of a good budget is you know spending money on the things we care about. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So yeah, I think when it comes to our giving, you want to align it with the things that, that matter most to you and your family. And Brian, what do you think of this? Like, what if I feel like I don't have a lot of money to give right now? What are some what are some things that I can do to to contribute to give back in this season if I'm not able to donate? Well, I think it goes back to what you mentioned earlier, where you were talking about time and talents. Um, man, time is so precious. What can you do for somebody that's just doesn't cost any money that will brighten their day. Just little things. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, all kinds of little things that can be done. If you do live in an area where there's snow and so forth, I mean, I, I know some people have shoveled other people's walks when it snows and so yeah. forth. All these little things, even talents. I think sometimes we don't give ourselves credit enough for the things that we're good at. And then just sharing those talents with others. And there's things that we can do within our own family. This doesn't have to be big and grandiose. What is one thing that we can do for a family member, even if it's as simple as a text? I mean, what if it's as simple as a kind word, a genuine compliment? Mm -hmm. We underestimate our ability to make the world a better place. I mean, all of our actions certainly matter. And it it isn't always about money. There are certainly these little things that we can do. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, checking in on people, right? Like check in on your neighbors, especially if they're older, right? Like go see how they're doing. That's really important you know, make a meal, right? If you can, yes. if you can cook, cook something for someone, make an extra serving and, and, you know, grab a Tupperware and like, take it over. If you bake, yes. bake a few extra cookies, right? That kind oh, of thing. 
Yes, cookies are my favorite. So if anyone wants to send me cookies, my address, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, look, Bright, I know we are out of time. We need to wrap it up. And so I think that's going to be it for today. But in our next episode, we're going to take a deep dive into even more new year, kind of new mindset type of mentality. You know, how do you develop a growth mindset and evaluate our financial health relative to the new year? You know, we really appreciate you joining us today. We hope you're feeling just a little bit happier. If you enjoyed our podcast, consider subscribing or even dropping us a rating or a review, uh, you know, wherever you about it. We'd love to have more of us on this call, listening, this podcast. But look, I'm Brian. Bright, appreciate you being on as well. And we will see you all next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.